Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio. Man, I got to tell you, Shane Ned was rocking last night. Great, great game. It is the third greatest comeback in Missouri State basketball history. Bears came from way behind to upset Drake in double overtime, and we'll be talking more about that in the second segment, Mike. But the terrific come from behind, and maybe one of those games that re-instills the Bears' confidence. We'll find out when that happens, if it happens. I'm sure it will. I've got to do something. You go with a team like that, that far on the ropes, and uh, big congratulations to those guys who I can imagine are probably still sleeping. Um, so, interesting uh, chain of events in the AFC West yesterday. You want to start with the Chargers or the Raiders? Well, th- let's go with the Chargers because okay. I think that's probably the big story. That's Jim Harbaugh, which is hardly a surprise, leaving Michigan to take over as head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Surely the Spanos family made him a very good offer. There's no question it had to be. Harbaugh was making pretty good money at Michigan, but... You knew this was going to happen, Mike, because Michigan's going to face a lot of problems. Harbaugh is losing much of his team from last year, the national championship. By last year, I mean last season. And the national champions, J.J. McCarthy, is going to go pro and finding a new quarterback. And there may be a coach in waiting there, Sharon Moore, who took over for Harbaugh when he was suspended. But I think the bottom line is that Harbaugh knows fully well that the NCAA is going to come down hard on Michigan for recruiting violations, among other things. He knows it. They all know it. So why not pull a Pete Carroll and get out while the getting is good? So I think that's what he's done. (laughs) I love that, my man, because you are right on the money. Everyone forgets all the crap Carroll pulled off in USC. Well, screw Harbaugh. Same thing. I am actually kind of surprised because... I know why I get it. it. It is definitely a Pete Carroll move all day, and that's 110%, plus his wife probably loves San Diego. But the other thing about this, he once Saban announced that he was done, Harbaugh was really the only guy in college football. He could have been the man if he could have got around this NCAA sanctions. So what happens if they still come after him? Nothing? I mean, because he's not coaching in college football, they can't really do a whole lot? Like, maybe they fine him a little bit or what? Too late. Too late. He's got there. There is, there's what they call the show, and uh, it's it's got a specific name that the NCAA has. Dog and pony show. Well, that's, that's partially <laughs> it. But you have if you're staying in college sports and you get big sanctions against you, and the college fires you, or whatever the case might be, you have to show a cause why you should be rehired. Were you dealt a poor hand or something? He can't do that. Heck, yeah. he's been suspended sure. and what four times, something like that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> It's going to be fun facing him twice a year in the AFC West. Uh, the other good news, at least for the Kansas City Chiefs fans, and I'll tell you this right now, is that son of Davis decided it was a great idea to hire the L.A. Chargers GM as his own Mr. GM, which was such an idiot move. Well, but I think it, but hey, it's great for the Chiefs. It's <laughs> Enjoy Las Vegas. Yeah, have to wait and see what's going to happen because these guys are not in those positions because of just a flip of the coin. They know the game. Now, there are some who are better than others. I think Veach does a terrific job with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Roseman does a terrific job with the Philadelphia Eagles. But over and above all of that, uh, he still was a GM. And uh, you watch, the Raiders will be okay. We'll Not see. great, but okay. I guarantee you there was a resounding <laughs> ha 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 from Kansas City when that report came out. All right, the uh, bad news now, and that is the fact that one of the best 
offensive lineman in the league will not be able to play for the Chiefs on Sunday. An all-pro this year, and that's Joe Tooney, and he has a, what's called a pec injury. That's for the, the pec being in the uh, upper abdominal area, and apparently this is pretty painful because, no, he's he hasn't been to- totally ruled out. That's not the case, but he has been ruled as unlikely to play, and that certainly doesn't fit well. Nick Allegretti will come in and take his place. Allegretti's had good years with the Chiefs, and a kid who was a fine player at Illinois, and Allegretti can get it done, but he's not Joe Tooney. There is the secret. Now, there were others. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco did not practice yesterday, nor did Derek Noddy, nor did Sky Moore. They all didn't practice. Willie Gay was limited with that neck injury, but they are all expected to be in uniform and ready to go when the Chiefs take on the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday in Baltimore. They need everybody because Baltimore's, Mike, they're a pretty good team. They've got everybody, and that's what we need to stop. But I have faith in our guys. We had some great guys step up in the game against the Bills last weekend, and I've got faith that we will be able to give them something in Baltimore on Sunday. Pretty incredible win for MSU last night. How in the hell did they pull this thing off? This is that's a very good question, Mike. How did they? At the end of the first half, Drake is toying with the Bears. They're up by 10, and they give the ball. Drake runs a play as the clock is running down to end the first half to get it to Tucker DeVries, their reigning Missouri Valley Player of the Year and a guy who I think is a great prospect for the NBA next year. He goes to the top of the key, bombs home a three-pointer at the buzzer, as it sounds. And Drake is up by 13. Well, this ain't going to last. This is going to be worse than that. This is going to be a derriere pounding. Out they come for the second half. Now, keep in mind that Tucker DeVries had 18 points at halftime. He's on his way to maybe a 40-point game. 18 points is what he scored. And Mike, at the end of the game, he had 18 points. He was shut out by Missouri State's defense, namely Donovan Clay. Clay, we were told before the game, would get the start against him on defense, and Clay's a pretty good defender. But the Bears decided to shift their defense a little bit, and they allowed DeVries to roam free, and you don't do that with this kid. He's 6'7", 6'8", and very fluid moves. He's one of these guys in baseball, if you see, you know the way he carries himself, that he's going to be a star. Well, that's... Tucker DeFries on the basketball court, drives to the basket, has all sorts of angular moves, and good player. He gets shut out in the second half by Clay, absolutely shut out, and Drake could not recover. Game went double overtime, Bears went at 83-80 to in that second overtime. I have a kid on the team named Kramer, who's a transfer from St. Louis University. He threw in a shot that tied the game at the buzzer in regulation. Drake had a chance to win it after the first overtime, didn't get it and the Bears held on in the second overtime to get the win. Both teams shot about the same, but the key was the fact that Alston Mason of the Bears was going to have a career game. He had 36 points from Missouri State, and DeVries, 18 at halftime, 18 for the game. The Bears shut him down in the second half. Now, that's good news. The bad news is Drake's pretty smart. They're going to come back at tournament time and devise some kind of a play or some kind of circumstance that if that happens again, somebody gets on their man, we're going to have to come up with a new game plan. 
We'll see what happens, but uh, big props to the defense of oh, the Missouri great. State Fairs. That, that, that right there tells you everything you need to know, kids. You can shoot all day, you can score all day, but if you can't stop the other guy, you might not be able to win. <laughs> all right, they weren't the only team in the country that played last night. Though. No, there were a, a number of other games, and I kind of whittled this down into the scores for the area. Arkansas got their backsides handed to them by Ole Miss. Kansas State and Iowa State, and the Iowa State Cyclones won this game 78-67. Illinois upset by in-state rival Northwestern 96-91. And in the Valley, Indiana State got a win. So did Southern Illinois. So did Bradley over Murray State. And down south of us, Alabama and Auburn playing in Tuscaloosa. Auburn is the number eight team in America. (laughs) But they're going to Crimson Tide country, and Alabama won. 78, 79, I beg your pardon, 79 to 75 over Auburn, and you know that won't sit well with Bruce Pearl and his team. So it's been it's been a very interesting night of basketball. Last but not least, the Kansas City Chiefs will take on the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore on Sunday. It's going to be a long broadcast, and that talk starts at 11. Yeah, we'll have Ned Talk starting an hour earlier than we had planned. It'll be 11 a.m., and that's because of the network arrangements that are involved here. But the crew and I will be here from 11 to 12, and then the networks all take over with their uh, various pregame shows. The game itself, the Chiefs and the Ravens, begins at 2 o'clock in Baltimore. And, of course, the broadcast is right here at 104.7 The Cave, and it will be a dandy football game, no question about it. Winner on to the Super Bowl. These are the Super Bowl semifinals. The other one, of course, is Detroit and San Francisco, and they'll play later on in the afternoon. Ned Talk again at 11 a.m. on Sunday. 11 a.m. for Ned Talk, Chiefs Radio Network at noon, and then we will have to flip over to the Westwood One broadcast because that's the only way we can carry the game, just so you know. But bottom line is this, go Chiefs.